Oak Brook, what a place to live. Please join us in listening to the remarkable story from the life and times of Michael Butter. In this podcast series, you'll be hearing stories from the primary themes of Michael Butler's life and memoirs. Politics, polo, theater, and love. Please subscribe via iTunes so you don't miss a single podcast. And we'll see you on the other side. In the end of the last century, why Frank Osgood Butler, my grandfather, was acquiring property north of Hinsdale, Illinois. Uh, he also acquired a dairy called the Natoma Dairy and operated uh, a substantial uh, organization in that York township. FO had acquired several thousand acres and uh, amounted to about 16 different farms. And the principle that he was interested in was shipping cattle and horses into the area close to the stockyards, who were only about 10 miles away, where they would be fattening the cattle and then they could go to slaughter. The horses were an outgrowth from his supplying horses to the U.S. Cavalry. In those days, it was called the remount section. And uh, also, very seriously involved, was the sport of polo, which he engaged in at his ranch in South Dakota. When I entered the picture with my sister and brother, why, we were living not at the big house in Hinsdale, but at the farm manager's house at Oak Brook. Oak Brook had become the polo capital of the world. Meadowbrook on Long Island had been the polo capital, but was taken over by developers, and the U.S. Polo Association had no place to go. Uh, father, in uh, uh, in response to that, decided to build polo grounds at Oak Brook. So what we wound up with was several thousand acres, two packs of foxhounds, a bird shooting preserve, a golf course, an airstrip, and 13 polo fields. There were also 16-odd farms, which, uh, when the whole operation was put together, were really used, rented to friends of dads, uh, who created uh, a wonderful social establishment of very close people, almost all of them either involved in polo or fox hunting. To give you a little background as far as F.O. is concerned, he basically inherited the J.W. Butler Paper Company from his father, Julius Wales Butler. Julius Wales and Oliver Morris Butler had built a paper mill on the Fox River in St. Charles, Illinois. 
Oliver Morris stayed with the mill, and Julius Wales decided to open a paper merchant house in Chicago to sell paper from the mill and other sources. This company prospered, and at one time, when it was inherited by my father, it had become the largest paper merchant house in the world. Uh, It had about 60 different offices in many different countries and was a very successful operation. My grandfather, F.O., sort of decided to retire from the paper business, and he concentrated on his ranching interests, which were the 7-Eleven in Hot Springs, South Dakota, and in Montana for summer pasture and so forth, there was this Sun Ranch, the 7-Bar-11, and the B-Bar-Q, and also the Wolf Creek Ranch. Therefore, we were seriously in the cattle and horse business, which was a very good business to be in for many years. The Butlers had been involved in the paper business for a long time. Asa and Simon Butler were making paper in uh, Connecticut, uh, were the first paper makers for uh, the U.S. government, who were buying paper from France. And when Napoleon took over, it was in the 1815s, why Napoleon insisted there be an imperial watermark on all paper shipped from France. As a consequence, the U.S. Congress did not want this imperial watermark, and therefore they asked the butlers to make paper for the U.S. government. Legends have it that the butlers came to this country around 1654, probably to escape persecution of Cromwell, who was taking over England and Ireland. The butlers had been sent into Ireland to run the country for Queen Elizabeth I. Her mother or her grandmother, I forget which, was uh, of Anne Boleyn, was uh, a member of the butler family. The butlers had been around for quite a while uh, in England since William the Conqueror, and so were involved in the government affairs and also the religious affairs. One member of the family being the Archbishop of Canterbury. The term butler came from the original Norman name, Bautier, and the job of the Bautiers, then the butlers, an anglicized white, uh, was pouring wine for the king. And that's where the term came from. Please subscribe via iTunes so you don't miss a single podcast. And we'll see you on the other side.